0: Welcome to Spring Hills Podcast. Today we have uh, on our very first marriage episode. So we're going to talk about marriage today. We have some guests with us. Brett and Andrea Sackett have joined me in the green room. And if you're watching, you uh, you can recognize them. But for those of you that are listening, we're going to get to know them a little bit first. So first of all, introduce yourselves. You can say hi. Go ahead. <laughs> All
1: right, I'll start. Uh, my name is Brett Sackett, and, uh, and how you doing, Brett? I'm doing <laughs> good, actually. And uh, ironically, it's Brett with one T, much like uh, Pastor Brett. Which the threw me off a little bit yeah. on your email address. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and then Andrea, um, you are married to Brett. Yeah, yeah. And uh, tell us, both of you, go ahead. Tell me a little bit about yourselves, like where you're from, grew up, that kind of thing.
2: Uh, I, I've always lived in California. Um, I have three other brothers and sisters and um and then we have together three children our son and then two daughters one daughter is living in Nashville and the other two are living with us still
0: and your son's the oldest yes i don't think i've met your son right
1: uh you might have maybe, he's come maybe he's I come a couple realize. times oh, okay. yeah
0: okay cool all right so you uh what about you Brett
1: you from california also Uh, Born in California, raised in the beautiful state of Oregon. Uh, My
0: parents moved down here when I was finishing high school, so I came down with them and uh, I've been here ever since. I drove through Oregon one time and literally did not get to stop because I was driving from Southern California all the way up to Walla Walla, Washington. And that's a long stinking drive to make in one shot So going through Oregon. We didn't get to enjoy it, which is kind of a bummer because it it is beautiful. But everybody's like, yeah, Oregon's great. And I'm like, I hated it because I was on hour like 12 of my drive and was ready to be done. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Walla
1: Walla of all places.
0: Oh, well, I was picking up a friend from college. He went to the the community college up there and he was moving down to Azusa. So we were like, I was like, I'll come help you. And then I regretted it. (laughs) Uh, And I give him a hard time about it still. All right. So uh, how long have you two been at Spring Hills?
1: So we've been at Spring Hills almost from the inception. We uh, were attending California community at the time, and then Pastor Brett had just started Spring Hills maybe three or four months prior. Okay. And we were looking for a pastor, and he was looking to grow his church. And so an opportunity arose that he came and um, gave a, a couple sermons at us, and we came and you know, did a little spying. You did at some the band swapping and stuff too, some right? band swapping, yeah, yeah. Indicator came over
0: initially, and yeah, yeah so it was to great. hear to hear more about that. If you're listening, listen to the story of Spring Hills. We just did four episodes on it. Episode one, uh, no, episode two is all about the merger. We yeah. we started there. Um, yeah, Andrea, anything else you want to add in on the how long you've been at Spring Hills? Well, when we <laughs> started, Brett it, was
2: the main drummer and Eve was a singer.
0: Yes, and the bassist, right? Yes, she yeah. did bass. She did mm-hmm. bass. I heard about her uh the the band that they had too, which is pretty yeah. And I met her sisters the other day here at church, actually, yeah. which was kinda cool.
1: And then also very early on, you might get to it later, but um, Andrea used to work for the church. So she oh, was, yeah, I definitely uh, did way that.
0: back when we were um, over at the Lutheran Burbank Center. And you're part of the board now, right? I'm part of the board, yes. Yeah. And um, it, is that so? you weren't on the board when I came here, right? So no. is, that, is that recent? Yeah, I've been
1: on the board. Um or probably about maybe five six months now
0: oh, okay would you have hired me if i if i if you were on the board when <laughs> absolutely i would have given him
1: a
3: raise
0: too <laughs> um how long have you guys been married
2: 30 years 30 and a half
0: 30 and a half so 30 yeah. just came through what was the? What was my parents are going on 40 what was the 30 like is that, do you feel successful? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it depends on the day.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because sometimes like I look at like, hey, we've been married now. We're going on nine, we'll be in yeah. nine years in January. And I'm like, hey, 10 years, that's, it just seems like a big deal, right? Because that's a long time. Sure. Um, so no, 30 years. No, it's definitely
2: great. But I think COVID, we were supposed to go on a trip oh, that's and true. really I, yeah. celebrate it. How and it I just didn't, yeah, it just didn't happen. Yeah. So we will celebrate at one point.
0: Yeah, just make it the 31st, yeah. right? What, yeah. What's your anniversary?
2: July. July. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
0: hopefully by July next year, we'll be done with all this oh, yeah. and you can make a big trip out of it. Yeah. Um, how did you guys meet?
1: <laughs> this is a funny story you guys both have the same story we have the, okay. the same story so uh i um was in the junior college but i was working in uh miller's outpost in the cotting Mall. i remember miller's oh, outpost. yeah
2: solid yeah yep
1: so i was working there and she got a job there as well she was still in high school so i uh worked kind of during the week and she worked weekends and i only saw her a couple times and but she's a cutie so yeah
0: <laughs> and so you asked her out uh, I did. And she said, no. Okay. That's <laughs> it's so funny. How many stories start that way with, with the, nah, we're just going to be friends for now. Yeah. So why did you say no, Andrea?
2: I was dating somebody else. Oh, that's a
0: good reason <laughs> to say. <laughs> so you're trying to, you're a homewrecker at that point. You're trying to break something up. Well, <laughs> you swoop in. that's for another story <laughs> okay, about sure. that. Yeah. So you guys, what so 30 years, how long did you date prior to being married?
2: About three years.
0: Okay, cool. That's yeah. you've been together like thirty-three years. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, all right. So you did mention your kids. Uh, you're how old are they? You've got
2: 25, 22, and eighteen.
0: And eighteen. So Kinsley <laughs> did just graduate, right? Yeah. Yes. I was like, is my timeline? So you're, you're both your girls have, have babysat our boys before. Yeah. Um, so I know them a tiny bit as well. Uh, and it's it's been cool cool for the boys to have those babysitters because. Yeah being new parents trying sure. to find the right babysitters that yeah and the people they really like it's fun to see them latch on to the babysitters that mm. they like so yeah. that was really great to have them here especially yeah, that first it. year we were here came in huge because caitlin having mm-hmm. the she was like six months pregnant when we moved here. Uh-huh. Something like that. Yeah, And so having somebody to watch math <laughs> for a little while during that, you know, eight months sure. pregnant and it's Easter time. And I'm like, I can't be around. I got <laughs> so much going on here. Um, so they came in clutch for us. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about marriage mentoring. That's something I don't know a ton about the marriage mentoring program here. So yeah. um, let's just in general, what's the marriage mentoring program?
1: So I really think it was born out of a passion from um, Pastor Garrett Ward and John Barrett about um, I think in their roles with the the church, they were seeing that people were really seeking out for some guidance about men, you know, marriage. And, uh, unfortunately the the statistics for marriage, both uh, for Christians and non-Christians, is not all that great, Mm -hmm. you know, almost between 40, and 50% end in divorce. And there's a lot of just, you know, dysfunction. And so, uh, I think it was really uh, laid upon their hearts that they really think they could make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of researched out and, um, there's a program put together by um, doctors Les and Leslie Parrott up in Seattle called okay. Marriage Mentoring, and it has proven to be quite successful. I think the most recent statistic I saw was uh, it you know impacts you know reduces d- divorce rate by about 31 percent. People wow. go through it, right? So I think it's uh, it's a great
0: program. And they um, is it is it specifically a Christian program? Yeah. Okay. So that 31 yeah. percent is amongst well, church. Sure. Church involved couples. Yeah. And I
1: think it can be um I mean anybody's welcome to go to oh, it. Oh, right. Course, but, yeah. but it does talk a lot about kind of centering your relationship around Christ and mm-hmm. you know, God like principles. And cool. so I think
0: that's really important. Good. Yeah. And how did you get involved in it?
2: We were actually asked. Oh cool. So we just prayed about it and decided we wanted to move forward and have actually really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. So how long
0: have you been part of it? So we were uh, the first
1: inaugural class. I think we've oh, only cool. done one. There was about maybe 15 couples were, I think, um, invited to. to right it. On. it was about a 10-week session, um, mostly um, kind of videos and question and answer and kind of an outline. And we were kind of, in one regard, kind of building the ship as we were sailing it, right? So um, it really focused on three different areas is kind of where we focus on the, as the church uh, kind of the newly married or engaged couples, people who want to just strengthen their marriage because they've been t- together for a period of time. And then yeah, a little people, refresh. Yep. Get a little refresh. Exactly. And then people who, um, are struggling. So yeah. we need some repair work done. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, you know, picked people that they felt the church maybe had some experience in those and some ability to relate with people. And
0: so it was great. Had you guys had any experience with counseling in any way before? No. No. Nope. Now, you're, you. You. Uh, which one of you told me your dad was a pastor? Andrea, your dad was yes. a pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, was that something that did you guys go through any sort of like counseling that you saw how to do it? Was it? How did you feel led into being? Uh, would you consider yourselves counselors, or is it? Oh, it's mentors, I guess. Mentors, right? yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> I honestly don't really know. We're what not the difference licensed, would be. <laughs> so I think if you're a licensed counselor, you'd feel it's quite a difference. <laughs> okay, so it is definitely a <laughs> licensed thing that you need
1: to have. We if are you're encouragers, a yeah. try
2: to you know help focus in certain areas, um, try to give helpful hints on things that we've dealt with.
1: Okay, yeah, cool, and let people know they're they're not alone, right? Right. So if, mm-hmm. if they're new, newly married, or considering being married, um, if they, you know come across a bump on the road they think that might be you know the end of everything and mm-hmm. we say oh we went through that bump on the road like you know a year ago or six months ago or yesterday and yeah. so we're surviving so bumps are everywhere yeah bumps are that's
0: everywhere. that's what it's so encouraging now Caitlin and I we've been married for eight years and fortunately she wasn't able to be here tonight because the young kids we didn't have here to watch them they would be really <laughs> tough to have in the room during a podcast sure. recording surprisingly. <laughs> Um, they don't, they one, no. the little one is a chatter <laughs> just like I am. So he's, yeah. she's like, how do you like it? And you like, you like having a little kid just chatting in your ear all the time. i like, is this what I'm like? And she's like, yes, yep, it's exactly what you <laughs> like. But I think um, the small
2: amount of time that we've done it, you know, I think it's to be a support to others, but also to give each person a voice mm-hmm. because I think sometimes in relationships, one, one. W- typically more, you know, one person doesn't get a a voice as much as the other.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is when, so when you're mentoring somebody, whether it's the, I think you said, so the newlyweds are soon to be married, right? The people that are having the refresher, um, uh, or been, what was it? Been married for a little while and just want crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And then the crisis, Mm -hmm. right. So do you meet with them as a couple on with both of you, with both of them, do you meet with them separate? Yeah. So husbands,
1: so we haven't done that. So, um, Initially, uh, after we came out of the class, um, another couple who go to the Spring, spring Hills as well, Jim and Denise Passy, um, and us had the real passion for kind of. Uh, engaged and newly married people. And we okay. had felt that that was a real need in the church because both of us had gone through kind of premarital counseling or premarital Yeah,
2: both couples. Discussions. And we really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and we thought that it had a lot of value. And so we looked around, there really wasn't anything like that at Spring Hills. And so we talked to to John and, and Garrett about, hey, w- what about you know us kind of co-teaching that? And so we've had two two sessions, um, go through the small group sessions. Oh, cool. Um, and it's open to, to engaged and newly married Sweet. or people who are seriously considering en- engagement. Um, and we just go through a kind of a series uh, that put on by the by the same people who, who kind of taught the class. And it really is an opportunity for us to help them strengthen their marriage and actually kind of get it off on the right foot.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We did a small group. Now, this was the COVID semester, so we only got what six weeks in before we went online. Yeah, we did the one. Um, I'm, I always forget his name. I don't know. Oh, Kurt Cameron, Kurt Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, We did. the. I don't even remember what it's called now. It's been a while. But yeah, we did that one. We had I think we had six couples sign up. Yeah. Um, And I think each week we had maybe four or five couples in this We we met in this room. And it's so encouraging to be with yeah. other couples that just like, I mean, asking simple questions, and just hearing the way that other people deal with certain circumstances or I think there's there was one session that was all about just it's just fighting fair. Yeah. And hearing the way that other couples are like, well when we argue, this is kind of my tendency is to do this and mine's to do this. And you're like, oh I'm like that and you're like that. And it just you really yeah. work it out with other couples and it helps a lot because sometimes just when we're one on one trying to work it out <laughs> of being like Hey you react this way and I re- it's like no I don't react this way you react yeah. right? you know you just get, not me, you. get defensive and all that stuff so it's so helpful to yeah. be with with other couples and small groups and, so
1: and, and I think Andrea would say the same thing and the, the first group that we've done cuz our, our second group was like yours it was kind of split you know half covid and half not so mm-hmm. it definitely changed the dynamic Online but, but we tough. were we were so thankful that we had you know at least four or five meetings with them so they had a chance to kind of bond cuz mm-hmm. one of the secondary um benefits i think is especially for the the newly kind of married or engaged people is for them to create bonds within each other right because it's always nice to have to come to church and see a familiar face and so we were so impressed that they were willing to be vulnerable in these classes right because it's tough and so we talk about some some pretty serious things and um And we were just really impressed that people were, you know, open and honest and vulnerable and willing to discuss and support. It was just really amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you you mentioned the people, certain people that would be seeking out mentoring. How do they reach out? Is it just signing up for small groups or is there other ways?
2: Uh, You can also reach out through Spring Hills, Garrett Ward, um, John Barrett, and... um, And you can probably, I would assume you could put it in the bulletin.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You can reach out that way or the connection card, the connection card,
1: the connection card. Do we have those outside?
0: Yeah. Those are out there. I think so. I haven't seen any out there. Well, there's stuff on the app too. Yeah. The connection cards on the app also. So you can do that. Cause I think they're trying to make everything touchless, right? Exactly. Um, So, so
1: so the actual, so in in addition to the class that we, we taught, that was a kind of unique kind of one-off within the marriage mentoring. A lot of times, um, you know couples will come to the church you know the church staff looking for some assistance and so uh, they'll get kind of vetted and John and Garrett will decide which one of the trained mentoring teams Oh similar to like Stephen
0: ministry the way Yeah they exactly do that. so which okay. one of the,
1: the teams I think
2: they meet with them individually Yeah yeah the couple Okay
1: mm-hmm. cool and then they do a little assessment and then they'll contact one of the marriage mentoring teams and say, Hey, um, are you, do you have the bandwidth to take somebody on and are you Mm -hmm. willing to do so? And here's a little bit about what we know about the people. And, uh, and then you kind of go on more in a one-on-one couple to couple. And so those usually last, I mean, it's up to each individual team, but usually between four and eight sessions, you Mm -hmm. know, that you just kind of get together and try to help them or it might be.
0: Right. Right. Um, so, what about a couple that might be feeling led to be mentors themselves? What would be the process there um, to contact somebody to find out if that's the area they should be serving? In?
1: Yeah, I would think uh, same thing, either through the connection card, calling the church, uh, going on the app and, and just you said there was a reaching col- out
0: the class that they did a class with you guys yeah, and so they haven't done another one yet.
1: They haven't done one. They were going to schedule one Think COVID hit. And oh, so sure. They didn't do that as well. But um, I think that's yeah. their goal the goal. The
2: long-term goal is to have a number of these groups of people gone through the training and try to help as many people as possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, 31, uh, what'd you say? No, not 30, 40 to 50% end in divorce, even with the Christian couples. Is that the Mm -hmm. stat overall?
1: Yeah. Yeah, If you, uh, you know, George Barna, who's a um, a Christian kind of, um, statistician and researcher, uh, his most recent data shows that it's, you know, it's almost 40%.
0: And is that, what's the, what's the, uh, percentage difference amongst Christians and then non-Christians. Is there one?
1: Unfortunately, not. the The spread's not as wide that's as we hope it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a bummer. Which yeah. shows exactly why and
0: this is a need, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so throughout the discussion, um, I want feel free to jump in on these. So I had what we're going to do today is we're going to go through the keys to a godly marriage. Um, I had each of you. I said five keys to a godly marriage. Surprise, surprise. I wrote more than five. Um, I love lists by the way. So I, I, I said, don't, you don't need to put them down in order of importance because I don't know that there really is an order of importance. I think just having God at the center of it would be the number one. And then everything else is a tie. Um, and you probably are going to see that with this and we're probably going to have some overlap, uh, within it, but we'll go over these keys, but throughout the discussion, feel free to jump in wherever you want. Um, I want it to be less of like me asking questions and just more just yeah. chatting about it. Um, so let's start here. Let's just go five keys to a godly marriage. Um, go ahead, Andrea. Let's start with you. What's okay. one of yours? Uh, faith. I have that too. Surprise. Yay. Brett, is that on your list? It's like boggle, <laughs> right? Is it this right? on your <laughs> list? So uh, a version of it's on my list. Um, okay. It's faithfulness. Oh, actually, you know what? That's what mine is. Oh. Not <laughs> faith, but faith in another way too. But why do you have faith on your list, Andrea?
2: Um, I think it's just important to share the same faith. And to be able to talk about it and communicate about it and um, just, I think that's just an additional bond. God's in the center and you work together, you know, in his name.
0: Yeah. Is there any kind of, um, I I like stats too, so I'm asking more about stats. Is there any kind of stat of like couples that aren't equally yoked Mm -hmm. in the same faith that results in more divorce or unsuccessful marriages or anything? Is there anything like that? there probably
1: is i'm not familiar with with the research yeah. um I, I would
0: it's got to be I it's got to be insanely difficult yes i mean and it would be like having being married to for for me it'd be like being married to a Dodger fan it just wouldn't work it wouldn't work at all <laughs> not at all not sure i don't know how he raised the kid just someone who hates orange sports or blue. What? Donald, well, Caitlin yeah. doesn't like sports, so she's. I've led to learn to deal with that one, but that's there. okay. So, yeah, faith, obviously and, sharing the
1: same faith. And we're so impressed because, I mean, we've been at Spring Hills long enough that we know a lot of people who come here um, without their partner, mm-hmm. um, and they are faithful people mm-hmm. um, and just amazing. And we actually will, you know, oftentimes on the way home, just, you know, prays that they still feel led to come to here and they're mm-hmm. praying for their partner. And it's just, it's just some, how do you encourage somebody
0: thing. that is in a marriage? Like you, let's, let's say somebody that's coming yeah. to church, that's a believer. Um, and their spouse isn't, how do you encourage that person, whether it's the husband or the wife?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, just through words of affirmation, prayer, I think is huge. Um, supporting them as, as, as need be. Um, and really just showing them that, um, you know, God is faithful and God loves everybody and he wants them to be, um, happy and successful. And I, and I do hope that, um, and pray that, you know, God will tug on the hearts of their spouse because mm-hmm. it's, you know, a married, a God-centered marriage is just, it's like on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so much better yeah. than not. So,
0: well, and even when your marriage is God-centered, but then like, let's say you've got a couple of days where you're just really busy and you mm-hmm. haven't prayed together you haven't been around each other you can tell it's like there's some extra uh, it's like you're disconnected a little bit like something's yep. just not connected right and usually like we found in our marriage over and over again if once we start to include god in it again we're more patient with each other when we're more kind to each other with the kids, the same thing that kind of, we're more willing to work things out. Yeah. Um, I when didn't your have
2: focus is that yes. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. helps you to remember. <laughs> you, yeah. And it's hard.
0: It's humbling to have to be like, yeah. okay, I got to put aside, put this aside, sure. um, which that's another humility is one of mine. Um, I'm, we'll probably get to that later. I wanted to say the way that I had faith written down. So I have faithfulness also, but I have it um, in bullet points with a few things underneath it. I have worship together. Um, which underneath it, I have pray together, go to church together, read the Bible together and basically adding up to have your faith in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, to me has been such a remi- I mean, K- Caitlin and I, both of us, uh, basically we grew up Christians and so it's not something that's new to our lives. And when we got together when we started dating, when we got married, we already had that in the line. So it almost was like the, the. The downside to that was we never had to, we never felt like we had to work on it. But you do, yeah. And it's not something that's just gonna be in line. So like we've had to prioritize it. It didn't come naturally to, hey, we're gonna pray together. Hey, we're gonna read the Bible together. So we did the little app, you know, like let's read through the Bible in a year together. Do things like that. Yeah. Um, but it and can definitely
2: fall off. You know, some that something happens in your life, things change, schedules, children. Yeah. So you kind of have to regroup and make that a priority.
0: We had to, we have to do a, we have to do small groups together because we don't really get to go to church together because of my job. Right. So I'm on the stage for half of the service and then I, I come off the stage, I'll sit next to her, but then, you know, I'll get a text saying like Brett needs his water or Brett needs the table off the stage or whatever it is. Right. I'll run back up and grab it and you know, they're doing other things. Sure. I can never really sit and just be focused on the service because we're Doing stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we've we've also learned in small groups together, listen mm-hmm. to podcasts or watch, uh, you know, s- uh, sermons or um, conferences, things like that. We've yeah. gone to conferences and stuff together too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something? So you said faithfulness. Let's just mm-hmm. go there. Yeah. So yeah, why faithfulness? Or well, I, in I, what way are you? Meaning? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about it in the class as well. But w- one of the the struggles that you know, fam or relationships that are struggling face the fact that if they don't have a level of comfort in knowing that my partner was always going to be faithful to me, right. And faithful to the marriage, which means they're going to put that first. Uh, every argument becomes bigger than the issue they're arguing about, whether it's who's going to you know, take out the trash or who's going to do this part of work, because the fight becomes whether or not the, the relationship is, is strong and mm-hmm. has a good foundation. Right. And so I, I think if you have that initial layer of faithfulness that, um, it, it puts things in perspective much differently.
0: Right. All right, let's go to the next thing. So I already mentioned what my first one there, which was also worship together in faith so that kind of lined and actually number two is faithfulness for me too. Um, and actually I wrote down the verse, what God's joined together, let no, let no one separate. Um, I've seen I think I think one of the biggest things that I look at in uh, Caitlin in our marriage is just seeing the fact that that's not ever. I think you mentioned it. It's never a concern of ours that yep. we're going to stray out of our marriage, right? Like having that weight off of our shoulders. And I had an experience with the um, someone I dated in the past that was not faithful, yeah. and I, I, it's. I mean, it's that was just a girlfriend. It wasn't a, a spouse, but it hurts. It cuts deep, and it's like yeah. repairing that is when, you know, I was young and stuff, it wasn't possible in that one, which is good because I ended up with the right person. Right. Sure. But, um, I'll ask this question. If somebody has already been unfaithful, we don't suggest giving up. Right. So how do we encourage them? What, what kind of help should they seek out? Um, should they feel comfortable with seeking out help or should sometimes it might be like, I'm ashamed. I'm it's shameful. Right. So, or it can feel that way. How do we encourage these people?
2: I mean, I think yeah, it might be that they need a counselor. I mean, that's something that I think there yeah. can be mentors that help support them, but I, I think that might be kind of the next level that okay. they would need to see some type of therapist and you try to work on that from the very bottom yeah. core of it.
0: But yeah. it's you get through it. Yeah. Like you can get through you that. You can. And well,
2: my, my next one is commitment. Mm-hmm. So um, well, let's go there then.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Even in
2: the tough times, and that's something that the books that we've gone through have really um, tried to support. And one of them talks about the phases in life. Right. Because yeah, it could be tough in this phase. Okay, you got you have three young children, they're all in diapers, you know, right. like who knows what the situation is, or you know, if uh, a parent is passing and so you end up, you know, having a lot of struggles, but you those are phases. So you have to realize that yes, the marriage is, you know, a little rocky right now. Yeah. But you're not leaving each other. So you have that strength behind knowing, you know, he's not gonna leave me. Based on an argument that we had or a situation that happened, so it's just uh, you just know you're going to be there, and that's I think that's one of the biggest things if we could tell anybody like it's to be able to give somebody the confidence that you're not going to leave them mm-hmm. based on. I mean, there are maybe situations that you know that sure. that you might need to you know, and, and the Bible talks about those, mm-hmm. but. Overall, just not getting along or you know, struggling with different things. I mean, there's ways to try to combat that. And Mm -hmm. just leaving somebody is not the the answer.
0: Right. No. And we're gonna we'll do like I mentioned earlier, we'll do other podcast episodes with um you guys and maybe some other not maybe, we will get some other of the couples and marriage mentoring in here. Um, although Ashley Ward declined. (laughs) I said, Garrett, we gotta get her in here because Garrett's been on the podcast a bunch now. (laughs) Um, because he he didn't want to do it at first either. He was scared to do this. Now he's like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever you guys oh, want." Yeah. I'm like, "We just got to get Ashley in here one time, man. She'll be fine with it. She will. Um, be so great. maybe we could team that. Try yeah. to convince Ashley to yeah, do this. Yeah, I think she'd be great. And, um, and
1: and going back, I mean, I think that um, you know that we're, we're fortunate in one regard at Spring Hills is that we're large enough that there are people who've been through this. Yeah, and there are people who have survived and their marriages have been repaired and they've come out. Better, stronger, and more in love than mm-hmm. ever before. Yeah, and uh, it's a tough road to get there. It really is. And so, uh, in addition to what Andrea said about um, sometimes professional counseling is kind of an order, right? Um, but um, even the marriage mentoring, like I said, we've got you know couples who have maybe have experienced
0: the same thing, and so and prob- probably probably yeah. worse than what you're going yes. through. it's so valuable to have people in your life that you can even just bounce a question off of, right? Yep. Um, Which I think goes back to the
1: strength of the church, right? And Pastor Brett's talking a lot about it right now during COVID. That getting people back on campus and back connected Mm -hmm. um, is so important because that's where you have those those connections, those opportunities to.
0: Yeah, and over a screen just isn't isn't the same. And we were talking about our small groups earlier, and it was like when we had our marriage uh, young marriage group doing that video thing, talking on the Zoom. You know, it cuts out, and then you've got. A dog barking in the back. And then you've got, you know, we've got the kids at the house. So it's like yeah, one yeah. of us is paying attention. The other's chasing the kids around. And, sure. you know, it's just like being in here in this room was so much better to be able to just focus on yep. what we were doing. Um, and then of course, it's so nice to have couples, you know, other couples as friends and yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So yours, your second one was commitment, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what about you? What's another one you've got?
1: So uh, my second one is uh, honor and respect. I literally wrote it
0: the same way. <laughs> honor slash yeah. respect. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're like the same person, apparently. Evidently. Yeah, in a pod. <laughs> honor and respect. Go awesome for it. Awesome husbands, evidently. If, yeah, right. It must be it's awesome perfect husbands. husbands. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: I think it's important to always honor, you know, your mate um, in, in so many ways. Not only just is it the right thing to do, but I think God really calls men to honor their their wives. And um, so what does that and, look like? And so it can look like a lot of things. Yeah, what does um, it look like? <laughs> exactly. Um, Just kidding. If you need like a any lot help, of, I can <laughs> let you exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no. It. Um, well, first and foremost, it's it's never talking bad about her in front of other people, right? Yeah. I mean, that... You, know, you always need to. I'm not ch- joking. To, to I cherish. have that written down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it's about cherishing her. It's about um, making people know that she is the most important. It's like um, if you make a commitment to her to be home at a certain time and the boys say, hey, let's go do something else. You, you know, d- don't be afraid to say. No, I got to get home. I got to go home. Yeah. Right. And I've, I've been gone. A long, I've been gone a lot. I need to go see, see my spouse and my wife. And um, so that's important. Um, honoring her in little ways, whether it's encouraging her, um, whether it's, you know, helping out quite a bit, um, around the house. Uh, one of the things that's, you know, nice and I'm trying, I'm still learning, but, um, you know, I had a 30 uh, years in and you still have to learn I'm still learning, still learning. (laughs) So, um, you know, initially through most of my career, I was the, you know, the the primary breadwinner and the full-time job Uh and shift work and a bunch of stuff, worked weekends and holidays. And, and so, um, Uh, was kind of a lot of focused about me. And so I had an opportunity to retire um, early and kind of work part-time. And so now I can give it a chance to kind of support her a little bit more and her, her, her desires to, you know, learn new things and try new, new things. And so as a tangent
0: real quick, were you, is that when Keysight started when you retired? Just about. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And now you're working part-time with the
1: yeah so I work part- time for the um, it's a public safety consortium oh, okay to, not with I,
0: Sonoma County Sheriff uh,
1: I do that as well but oh, just, okay. n- just more in kind of extra help capacity um, I helped out during the fires I help out with you know special projects yeah. and, and once in a while I, I go back into the courthouse just to stand around as a bailiff for primarily just Look to tough. just to make sure <laughs> make sure my uniform still fits actually. oh yeah, yeah there you go yeah you stay in shape enough exactly like, holy buttons.
0: cow it's too tight i gotta get <laughs> nope, back on the bike yeah, Ooh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um I, with honor and respect the first thing i have written down is never talking bad about them but one of the things that i have as a question is what's the difference between talking bad about somebody and then seeking out help over maybe something uh your spouse has done to hurt you without talking bad about you about your spouse do you get what i'm saying I like do. let's say let's and, say your spouse was yeah. unfaithful. How do you mm-hmm. go seek out help without talking sure. bad about them?
1: Well, I, I think the important difference there is that you're um you're seeking out help in from a kind of a confidential mm-hmm. source, um, and so people
2: not to your five best friends, mm-hmm. yeah, not
1: not to your buddies <laughs> down you know at the at the shop, so right. to Speak, yeah, and yeah. So um and, and hopefully everybody has those trusted friends that you mentioned earlier, like your friend Darren, right? I have a friend named Darren, who's my, one of my trusted friends. And so there are things that I know I could go to him with that would be, um, you know, whether I'm struggling with something or her and I'm not getting along, And I know that it's, it's not going to go beyond, you know, either his ears or certainly he'd probably share it with his spouse because mm-hmm. you know we are all friends and I don't think spouses should necessarily hold secrets, but it wouldn't go outside of anywhere else. And right. so I think that's, that's the difference
0: yeah. to me. Right. I think there, there was, there was a time where it was like one of my friends, I had to, I kind of called him out on it. I don't want to take too much credit with it, but it was one of those situations where after we were all hanging out and he had said something about his wife, just like how he was mad at her for something she had done. Um, after I was, we were driving home and I was actually giving him a ride home and I was like, Hey, you be careful with that because you got to remember, like, we don't know your wife that well. And now we're all just thinking that this is what she is. And so we're on your team now you now have made it in our eyes we feel like we're supposed to be on your team and there shouldn't be a team there no you guys are the team right like there shouldn't be you against her you have to have unity which uh that's my segue into my next one which is unity Unity.
2: if if we're meeting with couples that's why we always meet with both of them right Right, you know, right. We won't meet with just one.
0: Is it ever, okay? I mean, I guess this is going to go to counselors too, right? Because I've heard, I have heard that counselors will, you know, they'll do solo sessions with, uh, yeah. with spouses. Um,
1: yeah, it's not prohibited. Um, but it, uh, there are some landmines there you got to be aware of. And so yeah. it depends, I think on the cir- circumstances and the situation a little bit. Um, and, uh, and I do think that, there are times when it's appropriate for the the you know the, the two men of the group to kind of sit down and have a discussion mm-hmm. if you think there's something um, that is... It's going to depend on the situation, right? Yeah, yeah. that's important to, to address kind of confidentially.
2: But our first focus is meeting them as a couple. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so um, well, honor and respect, which was on my list as well, but unity was my next one, um, and that was where I was going with the team thing because that was another thing that was... So important, uh, not just within my, me and our marriage, but with our families as well, to not have it be her family against my family. Because that becomes a big issue a lot of times, especially for families that live close, who's getting the holidays. And that was one of the, yeah. probably the biggest, um, not within our, like we didn't argue about it much, but just like having to deal with my parents feeling hurt about something and yep. then her parents feeling you know like we care about my family more because i planted a church with my parents so like we were around i lived we lived two blocks away from them we were so yeah. close with my family and we barely ever saw her so when an opportunity came to go see her family we prioritized it but then if it landed on an important day with my family <laughs> my mom's like well what are you what are yeah. you doing are your brother's here now too you should be here and i'm like mom we're with you guys all the time. She's like, but not all together. And so like, then it's also navigating, like, I got to figure out what's important to my mom. It's yeah. important to your mom, you know, like those things, but being as a team, we decided just to tell both sides, this is how it is. You're, this is what we're going to be doing instead of arguing over, like, <laughs> no, we're going to spend it with my family. It was like, as a team, let's sit down discuss it. We'll talk about what we want to do. Make sure it's, it's what is, fair, right? And that's one of the the big
2: uh, issues for newly married. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. So it's one of the things that, yeah, we've definitely gone through with, with them and talked about it. And because they've both come from different families. I mean, I've come, I was raised in a Christian family. He's raised from, with a a split family. So it had other, some other issues. So my view on maybe what should be happening could be different from his at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. you kind of have to then decide what is your family going to be doing?
0: Yeah. yeah yeah we're very not we're both raised Christians uh in Christian homes but my family you know there's no there wasn't any splits within my dad and his siblings my mom and her siblings like everybody's together still right yeah. mm-hmm. well her dad passed away when she was young and her mom got remarried and so like it wasn't that it was a split family but it was a divided family because of death, obviously. And mm-hmm. then, so there's a, uh, blended family now mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And so now we're also not just navigating her mom. We're also the step family of trying sure. to make sure yeah. we're respecting and honoring that family. And you know, it just kind of, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's not hard. easy. It's
2: and every not year easy. it can be different.
0: Right.
1: So yeah.
2: things can change.
1: And I, and I think when you, I didn't have the word you don't need written down, but when you mentioned it, what kind of, I thought about probably for a different podcast, but um, is being united and raising your children right mm. i mean how important that is giants um, fans yep right. exactly <laughs> orange black
0: orange and black no no dodger blue sorry. no dodger blue it's a fake world series don't worry about it sorry <laughs> <laughs> my tangent exactly you
2: can't say that when jim passy comes on here <laughs> or yeah,
0: you jim, can. Bald. Yeah, you can. jim bald Yeah, jim bald i give him a hard time too but exactly. you know what eight years of torture for them fine you can have the fake one <laughs> there, there you go. go for it exactly um all right so andrea what's your next one Forgiveness. Forgive. Oh, such a good one.
2: And I said, uh, forgive as Christ forgave you. Because that's, uh, I think, a good thing to remember. I think so many times you let things build up and you don't forgive and it becomes, you know, it becomes debris in your life that just stacks up like the hoarder, you know, in the house that you can't get through. Yeah. So it starts to
0: make walls. Keeping score. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, remember when you did this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay that I did this. Like that can be that can be that's dangerous to get to.
1: So while you're there, let me tell you about something. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to forgive him. Remember, that. Right now, now. and now you're on podcast. You're, on, so you're live. Of everybody, no, you're not live. Uh, yeah, forgiveness. That's huge. Uh, what about you, Brett? What's another one for you?
1: Uh, I think you may have already said this as well, but I have humility on mine. I was going to get to
0: it. That's my next one on yeah. on this as well. But humility. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, you, I feel
2: like mine are all wrong.
0: No, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this because cheating. because it was I knew that some of the things I don't know that humility would have been on Caitlin's list. No, um, but it was definitely on mine because I know that I've I struggle with when we're in sure. an argument, humbling myself to be like, no, I was wrong. That's and exactly. It's hard to yep. do. I'm a competitive person, um, and I try not to be competitive in yeah. the the arguments we get. I keep calling them fights. That just sounds sounds bad, but arguments sure that we get into. I don't want to be competitive. Disagreements. Yeah. Disagreements. disagreements. Um, <laughs> heated
2: disagreements.
0: <laughs> we disagree on a lot of things too. But yeah, being humble. Um, go ahead. Uh, exactly. Uh, I also have patient. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be patient. Are you naturally a patient person? Uh, or either of you? Well, it's funny. Um,
1: I describe myself oftentimes as being somewhat, lack of better term, kind of bipolar. And I don't mean to use that word, but... Uh, The person I was at work is not always the person I am at home, right? And so um, very patient, very encouraging at at work, um, you know, just for the jobs that I had. But at home, I can not necessarily be that way. And so I have to guard myself against that. It's like your tank is empty, your patient's gas tank.
0: And she's great at reminding me. Are you a very patient person? Oh, yeah.
2: I think I'm pretty patient.
0: I think there's different ways of patience, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's the patience of like time, patience with just being patient with somebody, not understanding something. Or, um, I think there's times where Caitlin and I have noticed throughout our marriage where one of us is more patient than the others at different times. Uh, I, there's certain things I am not patient with at all. If we say we're going to be somewhere at eight o'clock, I will be there early. Like it's not that I hate to be late. And she's so just like eight o'clock. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. And like, no, you're going to, we're going to be late. And like, it became a thing when we first got married. My, my, (laughs) my family started to be like, this is kind of your guys thing. Now you guys are always like, you know, 20, 30 minutes late. I'm like, I hate that. Like, no, we're going to. So I started to have to say like, Hey, we need to be there at seven (laughs) 30. Cause that's something I'm not patient with. Now, when it comes to like with the boys, like trying to teach them something, I can tend to be a little more patient. Now, granted, Caitlin is with them all day mm-hmm. and her patience wears thin by the time I get home. Um, so she's obviously very patient with sure. him throughout the whole day. And by the time I get home, she's kind of like, it's your turn to be patient. Yep. <laughs> I'm done being patient. He's exactly. take over. Uh, but patience is actually the next on my list list as well. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I'm on that. I, that was my five. Uh, wh- where are you guys at? How many more do you have? I have one more. Okay. Andrea, do you have one more or is there two I, more? I
2: wrote extra like you did. So. Oh, okay.
0: Well, go ahead. Let's say she, a few of she's them. She's an I, overachiever. I have, I, I have, oh no, I mentioned, I've mentioned six now because I already said unity. So my, my seventh one, I wrote seven. Yeah. What was your, what was some of your other Uh
2: ones? Trust, honesty, and just Christ centered. Okay. Um, I just said that spouses will fail, but God will not. Yeah. So realizing that yeah. is a long way yeah because we we will both fail each other Uh that's and not just we already know that yeah Yeah. and
1: (laughs) and as you know brett set up on stage i mean, uh we're a world of imperfect people right right? and so um god loves all of us and christians stumble christians fall christians fail um and same thing in your marriage is your relationship with your spouse and so um that heavy dose of you know, forgiveness and passion and, and um, compassion and um, understanding is really going to go a long way.
0: I've used the word, you said trust. I've used the word, the term benefit of the doubt. Um, mm-hmm. There's certain things that I tend to trust people just right away. I'll trust you with something, right? Yeah. Until you show me, I you can't, mm-hmm. I can't trust you. There's other things that it's like, you've got to earn the trust, right? So I sure. I when I am when I feel like I'm not being trusted, with something that I've never shown that you can't trust me with, I get really frustrated with it. So I use the term "benefit of the doubt," and Caitlin hates it. I'm like, "Give me the benefit of the doubt." She's like, "Stop using that term." Is there any reason I shouldn't use that term? That you guys I don't are take aware? offense to it? But. Okay, I wasn't sure. I'm like, maybe, maybe that's something I shouldn't say. I, I was really coming to marriage mentors here, like, hey, should I stop saying the term "benefit of the doubt"? Is yeah. that a bad term? Uh, what's your last one, Brett? Uh, it was understanding.
1: Okay, and then right. and then I kind of put them all under the same umbrella. We talked about before. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Really got to be, you know,
1: God's got to be first in your life, mm-hmm. and and I think um, it's amazing how many things will fall in line if you really kind of focus on Him.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understanding is, uh, yeah, understanding each, where each other is coming from is also not easy for us. The way that I wrote down understanding was basically just being willing to listen. Yeah, um, and understanding one another because it's it's hard sometimes when you if you're not willing to try to understand where the other person's coming from, it's a lot harder to work through it. We've had so many times where I'm like, why are you so, why are you so irritated with the way, like I used to say, there's little things like she leaves trash in the sink and it drives me nuts. (laughs) And I'm like, why do you put trash in the sink? The trash can is a foot below it. (laughs) So it (laughs) makes zero sense to me why there's trash in the sink. Well, it, became kind of something that's funny right but there was one time where like she's at the sink and there's just it's just full of garbage and I said something kind of trying to be like lighthearted and funny and she was not having it and we got in this built off of that we got in this huge argument about basically like me telling her how to do things right and we've started to figure out that when she grew up she was always being corrected and told don't do it this way do it this way don't do it this way do it this way and never was able to give her reasoning of why she does it this way yeah and so when we figured that out i'm like okay so what's your reasoning for the trash in the (laughs) sink and while i don't agree with her reasoning at least now i understand where she's coming from with like all right i get it she's more of a yeah get all the trash in there and then i'll throw it all all away at at once once." Mm -hmm. and i'm like uh, not the way I would do it. The logic doesn't make sense to me, but great. It's fine now. It I understand it. And I'll throw, if it's still in there, I'll throw it away for you. Yeah, That's fine. Um, so any final thoughts, anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention in your notes or anything?
1: Uh, I don't have any final thoughts per se, other than the fact that I, I think we're just so blessed to be part of the Spring Hills community and really, you know, Hats off to the staff who've done just an amazing job during COVID and how difficult it was. And you've pivoted and done a good job. And thanks, man. Um, it really is amazing. And for people like you know uh, John and Garrett who you know brought marriage mentoring to S- Spring Hills because they really had a passion for ensuring that the the people at Spring Hills have all the resources that they can have. And so um, anybody who's who's struggling or even interested in getting in, I, I would certainly encourage you to. Uh, about that comment card and connection card or go on your app and just, you know, check it out and get involved in, in small groups. That is so important to be connected. Yeah. Um, it really, really is.
0: And it's, so yeah, it's it's been huge. Just uh yeah. I mean, it's hard. Being in ministry is we know a lot of people. Yeah. But we're not super close with yep. people because it's like we know a lot, but we aren't really I don't know what it is. Like I've talked to Brett about Brett and even sure. about this as well. Just like What close friends is it's not easy to have close friends and small groups has been huge. Even like the basketball group that I do, yeah, it was so cool to get to know guys in that way and play basketball with them. And it's something I love to do. So it's like, yeah, get together, play basketball, we pray together. There's some guys that never had been to church before that had. I honestly, with COVID, I don't, I don't know if they've watched online or anything, but they actually came to church for the first time ever. Because their buddies are at church, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. It's really, yeah. it is huge. Uh, Andrea, any, anything else you wanted to mention?
2: Well, just a couple of things. I think what we've learned is communi- communication is just huge in marriages. And it can drop off. And it's something that you will always have to work on. Um, and then also just taking time for each other, date night, you know, whatever you can do to put some time aside for each other and really focus on each other, I think is two, two big things.
0: Yeah continued continued mm-hmm. dating your yeah. spouse yes. yeah yes. that's always something i had a, a whole separate list going that was cuz i at first i wanted to i made it just keys to a healthy marriage yeah. and then i shifted it to keys to a godly marriage so i had other things just keys to a healthy marriage and uh, my list had stuff like keep dating each other like don't stop making yep. time for each other like you, you you never want to become you're now just especially with kids right you're mom and dad no you're still husband and wife Yep, and still Make that time for husband and wife. Because it's hard. It is difficult to it make is. that time. It really, really is. And so. even with, I mean, two two kids, they're getting to the point now where it's like they can be in their room and they can be playing and and whatever. And we start to have a conversation. It seems like every time we start to actually have a conversation, they could have been in there for an hour. Kids <laughs> know everything you're doing. As soon as they hear we're oh, we yeah. talking <laughs> and it's important, yeah. here they come. Here they come. And it's tapping on the shoulder. And it's, it's, Dad, they, Dad, yeah, it's, Dad. it's so funny. <laughs> and our oldest one is exactly like <laughs> her. And our younger one is exactly like me. And so both of us are just kind of like, this is you. This is what you're it, like. Exactly. And <laughs> this is me. This is me. The one, that's just, the one that's crying over a book about an acorn, that's you. The one that's coming in laughing at him for crying about a book over an acorn, that's, that's me. <laughs> so, and yeah. it
2: doesn't change as they get older either.
0: No. It, it's no. So, are your kids, have you noticed, like, is there, I, I was surprised to see that, like, one of them was so much like Caitlin, the other is so much like me. Are your kids like that? Or is it kind of like a, Good blend of both of you. Uh, I think uh,
1: I'm going to go on the on a limb here. And I say my, best, the oldest and the youngest are more like me. Okay. They can be a little stubborn, you know. Um, and uh, our middle one, Caitlin, is much like her patient. Who, who is not my wife. Yeah. That's yeah, not no. the same yeah. Caitlin. She's just so exactly. everybody knows. She <laughs> yeah. wasn't the
2: eight month <laughs> pregnant one.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh,
0: gentle, kind, loving, you know. So not like you. So not like. you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're a kind, loving person, Brett. Well, thank you, Brett, Andrea, for being here. We'll sure. be doing a lot more marriage episodes. Um, and then if there's anything else too that you guys want to get involved on the podcast, um, other topics and stuff too, we can great. great have that as well. So thank you for Love being it. here. Thank Appreciate you, for thank you us. so much.